Welcome everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a leaning factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. Happy Father's Day for those watching on Instagram, YouTube. Hey, how cool is it to be back live though? Good to see you. Good to see you. Valentin, good to see you, man. Look at sharp with a haircut, brother. Come on. Um, why don't you stand up for a moment? I want to pray for you. And uh, I want to preach short because it's hot. But hopefully I'm going to preach memorable for you. I don't think I've ever preached a cast before. So if you're in a car right now, give me a wave. Give me a shout. Jody all the way in the back there. Yeah, come on. People on sunroofs. People in sunroofs. Yes, it's great stuff, great stuff. Come on, let's, let's pray together. Let's believe that whether online or in person, this is going to be an amazing time. How many know God's gracing us with a cloud right now? And I'm just praying it stays because the last one I, sw- I sweated too much. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for every life, every life right now. Holy Spirit, you know everything about them. You know what they need. And so I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would breathe upon your men, your women, your families represented, every dad represented. God, would you strengthen him today? Would you give him resolve? Lord, would you encourage him? Would you inspire him? Lord, help him live the life he's called to live, I pray. In Jesus' name, I lift up every life to you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would flow through your servant in this moment. Speak to your sons and your daughters, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. And come on, one more time. Can we give the Lord a hand? Amen, amen. Hey, good to see our worship team back live. Come on, grab your seat. You can high-five your neighbor or give them a, a air high-five. If you're, if you're air uh, germ conscious. Um, so I want to use an illustration today that I hope that you st- it stays with you. If you've ever been to my house, if you ever come to my house, there's a tree, and on that tree is a rope. And my son has been climbing this rope and swinging from this rope for a lot of years now, and Rachel does it, and and even little Hope does it now. She literally can swing from our stairs to the tree and then back. She's a beast, but here's what happens. Every single time an adult comes by and they want to pull on the rope, and they ask this question, will it hold? And I want to ask you today, will you hold? You see, when something bigger and heavier actually needs to pull on your life and rely on your life, how many of you know you need reliability? You don't just need a, a one strand, but we actually have to be three strand type of people, three strand type of men. God is both Father, He is Son, and He is Holy Spirit. You are body, you are soul, you are spirit. And I believe there are three unique things that I want to preach to every man, but I know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to connect to women in this place as well. Don't worry, ladies, I'm not leaving you out. Amen. Isn't it the question of our day sometimes that can someone actually rely on you? I think one of the greatest things in our culture that we can actually decide to be is that dependable person. 
I think every dad needs to be dependable. I think every, every father needs to say, man, you know, sometimes you weren't ready for fatherhood, but guess what? Fatherhood makes you step up to the plate and be responsible and go to work when you didn't want to go to work and provide for someone and sometimes you didn't feel like it. But do you know one of the greatest gifts God ever gives us is actually responsibility? Why? Because responsibility, though it doesn't sometimes always feel great, it actually makes you be a person that carries weight. And I want to encourage you today to be a person and a man that carries weight. I want to read a passage of Scripture to you out of uh, 1 Kings chapter 1. And it says this. I'm used to my screen so many times, but they're not with me and they're not helping me today. 1 Kings chapter 1 verse 5 says this. Now Adonijah, someone say Adonijah. He is a unknown, a fairly unknown person in the Bible. But the Bible says Adonijah, whose mother was Haggard, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of him. Now watch verse 6. It says this, his father had never rebuked him by asking, why do you behave as you do? This is uh, King David's son. This is the giant slayer. This is one of the greatest leaders in all of the Bible. But what's strange about this, this moment is you actually realize that David failed to restrain his son. He failed to teach him. He failed to rebuke him. And here's what's amazing. I've actually found the longer I live, the more I'm thankful that my parents restrained me. How about you? How many of you just got a whooping every once in a while when you were young? Come on, put up your hand. If you're in a car today, just go, yep, that was me. Give me a honk if you can. Yeah. Some of you are still bitter and you're like, I don't believe in in spanking kids. You know what? I do. (laughs) Some of your parents were like, time out. I'm talking about lights out. I'm not talking my kids, I'm talking when I was growing up, okay? (laughs) But here's what's amazing, what I've actually noticed about people is that restraint is our friend, even though we fight it. How many think that restraint actually is your friend? Oh, not many people, okay. I need to preach to the other side of the room, or the, the YouTube channel. Here's why restraint is your friend, because... David failed to restrain his son, and then he failed to have the ability, Adonijah failed to have the ability to actually restrain himself. And when it comes to a rope, and it comes to being reliable, I think there's three areas that I just want to preach fairly shortly, because I'm going to get sunburnt today, about this. But the first one is personal responsibility. I believe that this message honestly has the ability and capacity to to equip you and mature you and push you on, but also believe this message is a message that changes the world as the balloons pop today. We're excited we're here, but we're also distracted. Personal responsibility. Say that with me. Personal responsibility. David failed to restrain his son, and I believe that every father needs to be a person of personal responsibility. I do believe this, that God doesn't need you perfect, but he wants you progressing. He doesn't need you to be perfect, man. Man, don't throw off guilt, throw off shame. I've sometimes thought to myself, man, did I do a good enough job here? I've sometimes thought to myself, man, I think I blew it here, but I want to tell you and encourage someone today that God does not need you to be perfect but he wants you to progress. He wants you to move forward in your life. But it starts at taking personal responsibility. Excuse me while I get a little Pentecostal on you and get my Pentecostal rag 
or my bandana or whatever this is called. I was thinking about wearing a hat and some sunglasses today, but I'm like, no one's, yeah, it's going to be too awkward. It's great to see you. I want to read you a quote in the Stephen Mansfield's book by Manly Men. It was not by him, it was by anonymous author. I think it's one of the greatest quotes of our day. He said this, be the man you wish your father was. And you don't have to keep saying, but my father wasn't around. Hear that again. Be the man you wish your father was, and you don't have to keep saying, but my father wasn't around. There are many men that have the privilege of having an amazing dad. There are many women that have the privilege of having an amazing dad. But even if you don't, like Adonijah, he was not restrained by David. But watch this. He failed to restrain himself. But I found if you learn the lessons from dad, if you look at dad's life and both his good qualities and his bad qualities, you can copy the good, but you can reverse the bad. Hear me again. You can copy the good, but Reverse the bad. There's no reason why you have to continue the, the very things that perhaps your mother or your father did. You literally can say, I can be different by the power of God's Spirit. Let me say this again to you today. Listen, it does mean releasing dad. It does mean forgiving dad. If you do not forgive the past, you are always prone to repeat the past. If you don't forgive an alcoholic, you'll become an alcoholic. If you don't forgive a racist, you'll become a racist. If you don't forgive someone for sexual abuse, sometimes the very person that won't forgive will actually become that. Because Jesus said, if you don't, if you don't, if what you retain will actually be retained in you. And so I want to encourage and preach to you today that personal responsibility is actually a critical success or critical component and ingredient of actually moving forward in life. Come on, am I preaching to anyone today? William James of Harvard University, the father of American psychology, said this, the greatest discovery of my generation, speaking of the 1900s, he said, is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of their mind. And that means all of us can change our focus, which change our attitude, which actually changes our life. How the hot seat's going over here. Come on, how the cool seat's going over here. You guys look like you know how to stay cool. I'm going to hang with you next week. <laughs> the second strand, the second strand of actually being a person that God can rely on, the trinity of fatherhood. The first strand is personal responsibility. I believe the second strand is this, family responsibility. Family responsibility. I've heard it said many times, and I believe it with all my heart. Your family is your first ministry. Mother Teresa said this. She said, if you want to change the world, she said, go home and love your family. I remember many years ago watching a movie, and I don't remember the name of the movie, but for some reason this quote always stayed with me. One of the quotes of the movie, I was probably 20 years old, and he said this, the greatness of a man was reflected in the, in the countenance of his wife. What a challenging statement for every single dude. The, the, the greatness of a man is actually reflected in the countenance of his wife. It means, come on, we can do better. Amen. Are you with me? I'm going to move on to number three because it's hot. Let me share a couple of needs or a couple of critical things when it comes to fatherhood. 
Do you know that 85% of all youth in prison have no fathers in their home? Do you know that fatherless is the leading, the leading indicator of poverty in the United States of America? God has given unusual weight to the father. The very word father in the Hebrew means strength of the house. And I want to honor any women in the place who've had to raise sons and raise daughters by themselves. And even sometimes men who have to raise sons and daughters by themselves. But let me just preach on the value of fatherhood for a second. Fatherhood is that thing where God says, if, if my name is Father, strength of the house, then if you'll be the reflection of me, then you'll be the strength of your house. And I believe this with all my heart, that if men will rise up and be who they're called to be, they will naturally be the strength of their home. They will be the rock of their home. When things go wrong, they'll be the thing that other people can stand on. How many want to be that? Come on, I'm trying to inspire someone today to value something of value. The greatest way you change the world is to actually not look without, but look within and say, who am I becoming? The greatest way you change the world is to not look without, but it's to say this question, who am I becoming? Can I be a person of example? Can I be an example of virtue? And does anyone do it perfectly? No. That's why we need the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Do you know that fatherlessness girls are 700% more likely to become pregnant as a teen? Fatherless children are 500% more likely to commit suicide. Let me end my sermon with this thought. I believe that personal responsibility is one of the strands of the rope that you and I can rest on. I believe that um, family responsibility is the, is the second one. And I believe this, that spiritual responsibility is the third one. The book of Ecclesiastes actually says that, he, that a cord of three strands or a rope of three strands is not easily broken. Personal responsibility, family responsibility, but then spiritual responsibility. In Genesis chapter 3, I believe it's verse 9, God has literally been watching Adam and Eve as they're being lured and tempted, and all of a sudden, sin has entered humanity, and God does this funny moment, and He asks the question, where are you? And it sounds like God has lost Adam. But let me say this, God has not lost Adam. He is not looking down in the garden going, oh my goodness, I made this little guy, and I just can't seem to find him somewhere. No, he's literally saying, Adam, where are you? And the first step of spiritual responsibility is to answer that question for your soul. The first step of spiritual responsibility is to say, where am I in relation to my heavenly father? And when I answer that question, when I literally say, wait, I'm not in relationship or I am in relationship with God, then I can begin to progress. When I'm not in relationship with God, you've got to understand that you can't be good enough to get to God, but he's already been good enough to get to you. You cannot be good, to, good enough to get to God, but God has been good enough to get to you. He sent His very best for you and for me. You may have heard of, how many of you ever heard of the game called chess? How many of you heard of the game called Monopoly? How many of you ever pulled a muscle on the game called Twister? How many of you heard of Family Feud? But let me tell you, the first game of humanity wasn't even Family Feud. The first game of humanity was actually called the Blame Game. And the blame game, Adam was like, oh, it was the woman. Don't you love that, ladies? Adam's first lie was it was the woman's fault. And then you blame the snake. And the snake had no legs to stand on. Yeah. Hey. That was a dad joke. Yes. My first dad joke of Father 2020 dad joke. Come on, somebody. 
Change hits your life when you take personal responsibility for your focus, for your attitude. Change hits your life when you take family responsibility. Change hits your life truly when you take spiritual responsibility. A friend of mine was going through a very difficult time in his marriage a number of years ago. What I loved about my friend was that he didn't just quit on it. He didn't just say, you know what, it's getting too hard. It would have been easier to quit on it. But what he did was he took spiritual responsibility, which says, you know what, I'm taking full responsibility for the condition of it, but then I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before, and he began to pray and pray, he began to get around right people, he began to hear the Word of God, and it looked like nothing was changing, nothing was happening, but he kept praying, and he kept praying, and he kept believing, and before you know it, there was a crack in the armor, so to speak, of the heart of the woman, and all of a sudden, before you know it, that marriage was restored. And today it's a flourishing marriage. And so I want to tell some men today, when it comes to the hard times, you're not given strength for the easy times. I'm not given strength for the easy times. I'm given strength for the hard times. And when your strength fails, it is God who gives you strength. Let Him be the strength of your life. In Jesus' name. You got to get around men, you got to get around men who are growing. You got to get around men who are growing. If the men are around you are not growing, you won't grow. If the men around you are stuck, you'll stay stuck. If, if the fathers around you are just doing the same thing all the time, but they're not, if you don't want their fruit, don't insult the fruit. Just begin to change the seed of what you're investing in your own life and investing in your own soul. You will be like your five closest friends. If they're broke, if they're whining, if their marriages suck, get a new circle of friends who are growing and moving forward. Come on, we've got to start changing some environments if we really want our world to change. It's not always easy to do, but it's necessary to do. I got around a, a group of leaders recently. I was invited to a kind of four-day retreat and I was around some leaders who ran businesses. I was around some leaders who ran churches. And the interesting thing about it was one of the men, he'd never met his father. The other one, he was adopted. And he had a great dad, to be honest, that, was, that actually adopted him. But both of the men shared this simple struggle because I found this, that all men struggle. It's just some men get honest. And they share it. And at that time, two of the men, one of them said this, he says, I'm just afraid I don't have what it takes to be a dad. The other one said, I've never had a dad. I've never seen a dad. My heart broke for him. I began to share that you don't need to see a great dad to be a great dad. You just have to know what those qualities are and value those in your own soul. And, and not kind of, not sort of, but you actually start to value them. And I want to tell someone today, do you know that the greatest sometimes blessings in your life, weirdly enough, are the most painful things in your life? Because when you have pain, you actually start listening. When you have pain, you literally go, wow, I've seen so much dysfunction. How do I become functional? Therefore, I read. Can I encourage you? If you've never, if you've not been married, start reading marriage books before you're married. If you haven't had kids yet, read kids books before you have kids. And you're like, why would I do that? I don't know, it depends if you want to be functional. If you're, if you're not yet a dad in here and you're a father, and obviously, ladies, you can relate this to yourself. But let me ask 
some single men or some dating men some a real question. How can you so value real manhood that when it's time for fatherhood, you'll be a man worth following? That's a question, question worth reflecting on and thinking about. If I'm a father, if you're a father in here, I honor you. But let me ask you this question. How can I personally grow this year that would make me a greater example to my children? It's interesting that my friends thought, do I have what it takes? And I want to tell some men in here, you do have what it takes. You do have what it takes. You do have what it takes. Now, will you have to lean on God? Yes. He made it that way. He made life that way. If you feel like life isn't working, well, start leaning a little stronger on God. Start leaning a little heavier on God. Start, start reading every day. Start building your faith every day. Start praying every day. It isn't about one day or Sunday. It's about every single day just becoming and becoming and becoming who you're meant to be. Let me hold this rope up one more time and just remind you of personal responsibility. I promise you this, if you're in your 20s today, the quicker you learn this, personal responsibility, the more you high-five me in 10 and 20 years. Why? Because you learned personal responsibility, family responsibility, spiritual responsibility. None of us do it perfect, but that's why Jesus himself, he's the rope. You and I get to hold onto him. His hope is our rope. If you've lost hope today, I want to say to you that Jesus would want to throw a rope your way and say, listen, hang on to me. I am stable. I am trustworthy. I am faithful. Come on all across this place, whether you're in your cars today, in the back there, getting a suntan, whether you're in your chair today, whether you're first-time guest today, would you close your eyes with me? Whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on YouTube, whatever environment, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. Personal responsibility simply means this, asking and answering the question, God, where am I in relationship to you? It starts right there. The Bible calls that salvation. It's the moment when we literally confess Jesus is Lord. We, we believe and admit that, that we're, we're absent from God or we're sinners or we're separate from God, but we also admit and believe that Jesus died upon a cross. And he paid the price for your sin and my sin. My mistakes and your mistakes. Every mistake, past, present, and future, he's already paid the price. So I'm going to ask you to pray a simple prayer. And let that prayer by grace lead you to a person. His name is Jesus. Come on, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I confess. I need you. I turn to you with all my heart. Help me follow you. All my days, I receive your grace right now. I receive your Holy Spirit right now. Thank you that you're writing my name in your book. Heaven is my home. God is my Father. Jesus, my Lord. The Holy Spirit, my help. The Word of God is my guide. The church is my house. Help me, anoint me to live for you in Jesus' name. While eyes are closed all across this place, I'm going to ask you to quickly, if you meant business with God today, you're coming back to Him, you're receiving Him for the very first time, I'm going to ask you to quickly raise your hand or raise it up nice and high so I can see it, long enough so I can see it. Thank you, man. 
anyone else today, those on YouTube, those on Instagram, if you literally just respond, respond to God by faith, respond to God. You might be in your car today. Man, thank you. That one in the back there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anyone else today? I'm just watching over cars and people in hoodies and all kinds of different places. Father, I thank you for every person responding to the grace of God. Touch their hearts with your love and with your grace, I pray. Let your truth touch their heart where they need it. I pray for every man. Speak to him today. Help him grow. Help me grow in personal responsibility, family responsibility, and spiritual responsibility. Help every lady in this place grow in personal, family, and spiritual responsibility. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, if you receive God's Word today, come on, give me a hand. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. It's amazing to preach in front of people, people again. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so awesome, man. Man, what an incredible word. Thank you, honey. Hey, if you did raise your hand, I know there were hands in the crowd and cars, even if you are online and you made that decision right now to place your faith in Jesus. We want you to either stop in at our tent right there, my right, your left, pick up a free resource. If you're online, you can text 97,000 and let them know you placed your faith in Christ and you'll get a book in the mail this week as well. Um, also today at that tent, if you need prayer, if you would like to give, if you need next steps, direction, you can stop in right there. Um, we have lovely people on our team there who would love to see you, pray with you, and help you on your next steps. Hey, church, we love you so much. Thank you for gathering with us today. It was incredible to be with you. Um, we may be back here again next Sunday, so be sure, check your emails, check online. We're hoping to make this regular as well as long as the weather cooperates and uh, just stay tuned for all the updates we love you we're praying for you stay in christ stay in faith he is the hope of the world god bless you guys